Parshas Karach is one of the most frightening parshios in the entire Torah. Although the story appears to be one about obvious heroes against obvious villains, it was simply not that simple. We have the benefit and perhaps disadvantage of reading the narrative through the lenses and words of the divine narrator. That same benefit and disadvantage is what allows us to experience the dramatic irony and comfort of knowing that Korach and his assembly would not possibly succeed in their attempt to overthrow Hashem's chosen leaders, Moshe and Aaron. But the story just was not that simple. Korach was supposedly an incredible Talmud Chacham who was endorsed by over 200 members of the Sanhedrin, undoubted gedolim of the unmatched generation. And yet, he and every single one of them was wrong. In this vein, Rabbi Sachar Friend cites a story about a conversation between the Yismach Moshe, who's Rav Moshe Teitelbaum, who's the great-grandfather of the Sadmer Rebbe, and his son, the Yitav Lev. The subject of the conversation was Parshas Karach. The Yismach Moshe told his son that he was able to recall the rebellion himself from his previous Gilgal. When pressed to disclose what he remembered from that event, the Ismach Moshe reported that the Sanhedrin largely leaned towards Korach, while the masses largely leaned towards Moshe Rabbeinu. And when pressed further to divulge whom he sided with, the Ismach Moshe confessed to his son's astonishment that he remained neutral. Now, how could this possibly be? How could so many righteous, wise leaders be on the wrong side of one of history's most important political battles? And how was it that only the masses, the commoners, knew to back Moshe Rabinu? And if people greater than they had failed to see the truth, how did they see it? And why did the Yismach Moshe remain neutral? And most importantly, how could we possibly succeed in our search for MS today? Now, there are no simple answers to any of these questions. Hence, this Parsha is truly frightening. But perhaps the root to the answer, in a line, is what Chazal teach us, Korach screams from beneath the earth, Moshe visoraso emes. Moshe and this Torah are true. If we are genuinely looking for the emes, it can literally be found here. But what does this line mean? What do we do with it? Moshe Rabbeinu was not merely the gadol of all generations, or even just the greatest Talmud Chacham. But until Korach said anything, he was the undisputed leader and transmitter of the Masorah, the tradition. Yes, Korach challenged that. Yes, many Chachamim of the Sanhedrin even joined that effort. And yes, Korach provided arguments from Svara and from Lamdas. But they all did so against the pre-established Masorah. Of course, in Torah learning, there is in fact a place for machlokas. Indeed, if it is a machlokas, l'shem shemayim. And yes, there is a basis for the principle of elu ve'elu divrei elokim chayim. These and these are both legitimate matters of the living God. But when the question relates to practical rulings, Moshe Visaraso MS tells us that our safest bet is to follow what is most clearly supported by pre-established Masora. The masses may not have had the sharpness and wisdom to reason and calculate the way so many of their own leaders did, but they had Masora from Moshe Rabbeinu.
Now, all of the above might be easier when you have Masora from Moshe Rabbeinu, but what does one do in a generation like ours, where there are so many different Rabbanim, poskim, and leaders who have disputes about practical halacha and guidance? Where can the MS be found in the absence of Moshe Rabbeinu? Indeed, in our generation, we may be stuck with multiple Masoros, and yet the advice remains all the same. We may not know who is right, quote-unquote, and who is wrong. And there may be multiple forms of MS, but for practical purposes, our safest bet is always going to be to consistently have a Masora from a Rebbe or Rav who as well is ruling in accordance with some prior Masora. Where there is a Masora, even if there are varying Masoros surrounding it, there yet remains a connection to Moshe Vesaraso. And we will be as close as we possibly can be to the MS. Indeed, we won't always be able to detect MS in its purest form. Chachamim in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu himself missed it. And maybe our job isn't to find it. The world is governed by suffake, by doubt. And maybe sfekos are okay. We don't have to be greater than the 250 members of the Sanhedrin. The Yismach Moshe himself was stumped by suffake and just decided to remain neutral. And sometimes we have that luxury of remaining neutral. Sometimes we don't have to make decisions and weigh in on a machlokas. And if we can avoid the machlokas, then by all means we should avoid it like fire. But in those frightening circumstances when we must make some kind of a decision, we must do so with trepidation. A posek must rule with trepidation of God whose seal is emes. And a Ben Yisrael, who is forced to act, must also do so with equal trepidation, all while doing his own due diligence to cling to what he knows to be the Masora. And with that awe for the Masora and the earnest search for Emes, we should not only be Zoha to be steered in the direction of that Emes, but Hashem should please reveal the ultimate Emes Amitis, the truth of truths, once and for all, with the coming of Mashiach, the Meherab Yamenu.